morning sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the weekday edition of the competitive hedge podcast i am your host of the show kenneth cotterell and thank you all for joining me here this morning this podcast is all about sports and the world of betting we talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate and then we cap things off with our last call segment where we give our daily betting card for the day now, I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. It was a long weekend at that with a Remembrance Day falling on the 11th. And so we're ready to get back at it. We had a bit of a tough weekend. We'll get into that in a minute here. But we are ready to go on this Monday. But our show today is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account Use code SHOOTERSON at sign up and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so, and it is available to persons in Ontario only. And most importantly, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1 866 531 2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So, with that, let's get into our. Uh, our overall weekend, it wasn't our best as far as betting goes. Uh, we had a, a pretty solid Friday. We were in the positive on Friday. Saturday was a bit of a tougher situation. We had NHL bets not go our way, college football as well. We did have TCU Moneyline, which was our lone bright point for the day. But Sunday was also a 500 battle there. Uh, unfortunately, yesterday we had the Kraken who lost in overtime. We had Dallas who blew it, and we are Cowboys fans, so that was a tough loss. Not that it's not expected when we play Green Bay. But overall, we are battling this month. We are looking to get back on track. We are down a few units this month as well, and so we want to make sure that we have three straight months of profit, and the only way to do that is to give out more betting plays today and get it back on track. Now, recapping the weekend as a whole, uh, EPL-wise, we had a lot of surprising results over the weekend. Starting with Manchester City, they lost 2-1 to one to Brentford. Tottenham looked like they were dead in the water when they f- went down 3-2 to two to Leeds, but they pull it out 4-3 to three in that game. Chelsea, they lost their third straight league game to Newcastle. I still can't decide whether Newcastle are good or not, or whether they're just in fantastic form. And then Manchester United, they win 2-1 to one over Fulham, but that was probably the least surprising thing of the weekend. The most surprising had to be Ronaldo 
going on Pierce Morgan yesterday and airing out all of his dirty laundry that he has with Manchester United at this juncture. Now, I still believe that the club could have done by Ronaldo a lot better overall, but I did take some time to reflect. I was talking to my dad about it yesterday. Just the overall situation there has been a mess for quite a while. And, you know, Ronaldo said some things where there was some truth to it. Uh, ever since Sir Alex Ferguson has left, the, the club has not been what it should be. They should be winning trophies every year, and it shouldn't be what trophy. It should be how many trophies. And they've kind of lost that since Sir Alex has left. They feel like they can just throw money at the issue. Uh, the Glazers do. But unfortunately, they brought in players, they brought in managers, and it just hasn't paid off. Now, I will say this much. He shouldn't have gone after Eric Ten Hag. Um, I do think that this was always destined to end poorly when Manchester United were unable to sell him in the summertime. We kind of knew that the writing was on the wall. Ten Hag had no interest in using Ronaldo. Now, the way that Ten Hag plays, he he wants to have pressure up front, and Ronaldo just isn't that guy anymore. He is a guy that will produce a ton of goals. We saw that last season. But even by this season standard, he hasn't been in form either. So it's a messy situation. He's clearly never going to play for Manchester United again. Heading into the World Cup, that will be hanging over his head a bit. But he will be shipped out in January as far as where he goes. That is yet to be determined. But he will never suit up for Manchester United, if I had to guess after that interview. Now, college football-wise, it was a standard weekend. The top five all won. Oregon was the lone team that lost kind of in the top 10 range. They lost to Washington. Bama came back and beat Ole Miss. So nothing too crazy on the upset front in college football. We are getting close to playoff time now. And so we're going to have some critical matchups over the next couple of weeks. College basketball-wise, Gonzaga, they had an early scare but pulled it out against Michigan State. Now, outside of Drew Timmy, this is a pretty young group, so we should expect this from Gonzaga that they are not going to be the wagon that we've seen them be over the past number of years, but they are still a good basketball team. They still pulled out the win, even though it was by one point, so they are okay. But there are some teams who didn't pull out wins. Starting with Tennessee yesterday, they fell to Colorado at home by 12. Not a great result by them. I think a lot of people think that Tennessee are a lot better than they are. I wasn't that high on them heading into the year. Now, I'm not going to overreact too much. It is just an early season loss, but they need to write the ship very quickly because Colorado is not supposed to be a great team in the Pac-12, and they got beat handily. Number 16, Villanova, we talked about it the other day that this might be a down year for them. Well, they've already lost a game. They lost to Temple by four points as well. So the post-Jay Wright era may be a tough one for Villanova. I do believe Creighton are the best team in this conference in the Big East, but they should still be second place come year's end. Number 21, Oregon, they also lost to UC Irvine by 13. I talked about the fact that I thought that they were the, a distant third best team in the Pac-12, and I still believe that they are behind UCLA this year. So NFL-wise, we did have quite a few results yesterday. A couple of surprising ones as well. Tampa, they went into Germany for the first time ever the NFL played in Munich, and Tampa came away with a 21-16 win. Thanks to a Julio Jones touchdown, they also finally got the run game going. Rashad White had 105 rushing yards, and they had 161 as a team. So amazing that Tampa gets the run game going, and then they start to win games because they've really been struggling as of late. And you got Minnesota. They won the game of the year 33-30 to in overtime. Justin Jefferson was just flat-out special yesterday. 10 catches for 193 yards and a touchdown. 
he had one of the most incredible catches you'll ever see in that game as well. So he had a great game. Josh Allen fumbled on his own goal line, two interceptions. But this is a statement win for Minnesota. I It's not that I haven't been high on Minnesota. I just needed them to win that game to prove that they are different than years past because we have seen Minnesota have some good teams over the years. But when they play the big opponents, they don't show up. Now that they have that win, I'm in on Minnesota. I think that they're an NFC contender, and I think everyone should be, think that as well. Indianapolis got a win under Jeff Saturday. It was surprising when he got hired in the first place, but I think this means a couple things. First of all, Matt Ryan's going to ride it out the rest of the year. Jonathan Taylor, he finally got going yesterday, 163 scrimmage yards and a touchdown. I also think that this means that Josh McDaniels, he might coach his last game with the Raiders. I don't know if they're going to let him play it out for the full season, but he should not lose that game yesterday. Definitely should have been able to pull that one out and they were unable to. Dallas, as I said, lost to Green Bay once again. You can't be up 28 to 14 and blow that lead. Uh, They didn't attempt to kick it in overtime from 53 yards. That's fine if you're not going to do that. But when you're third and four and you don't run the ball, knowing that you're in four down territory, I don't really know what the the decision-making process was there for McCarthy. But Rodgers then takes it down the field. Lazard picks up a big play, and then they kick the game-winning field goal. Now, Dallas is going to be fine. They're still 6-3 and three on the year, but they do slip to third in the NFC East, so they need to get back on track right away. And another winners from the NFL, you had the Titans, Dolphins, Steelers, Lions, Giants, Chiefs, Cardinals, and then San Francisco on Sunday night, all picking up wins this weekend. But with that, that is our weekend recap. We're now heading over to look at the daily game slate. And before we do, let's play the video. All right, so let's dive in. We got seven games on the slate in NBA tonight, starting with Charlotte versus Orlando. The Magic are minus one tonight. Now, this is a tough one to predict because Charlotte, they do have LaMelo Ball back, so they should look a lot better than they have recently. That being said, on the injury front for Orlando, no Franz Wagner, no Jonathan Isaac, Fultz, or Anthony. So Charlotte aren't a great team, but neither are Orlando. This is a fade game for me. Probably not one you even tune into tonight between two of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference. Then you got Toronto. They're minus five and a half taking on Detroit tonight. Now, Toronto is very banged up. There's no Fred Van Vliet, no Siakam, no Precious Achua. They may get Kem Birch back, but that would be about it. On the Detroit side of things, there will be no Cade Cunningham tonight for them, but This is a fade game. I really would like to take Detroit given that they're at home. But without Kate, I have a lot of concerns of who's going to distribute out there and get the other guys going. So as much as I'd love to take them, I just have to stay away from this game. Phoenix, they're taking on Miami. The Heat are minus one and a half tonight. Now, Miami, they have been cold out of the gate. They're six and seven to start the year. And Phoenix are eight and four. But they did just lose to the Magic by 17. They're also pretty banged up. No Cam Johnson, no Jamison Crowder. Jameson, Jay Crowder, and then uh, Landry Shamit either. The the key here, though, on the injury report is will Chris Paul go and will Tyler Hero go? They're both game-time decisions. As of now, this is a fade game. Maybe later on today we change our tune once we figure out who's in and out of the lineup. Oklahoma City, they're taking on Boston tonight. You got Boston at minus 11. 
Now, OKC should be at full strength. Boston won't have Brogdon or Robert Williams, but it's very tough to predict here because I do like to believe that the 10 and 3 Celtics can win this game, but that is a lot of points to cover. I don't love Oklahoma City enough to take their side of it either. So this is a stay away game once again. The Clippers are minus five and a half tonight, taking on the Houston Rockets. No John Wall or Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers. Looks like no Jay Sean Tate for Houston, but Jalen Green is a game time decision. So if he goes, it might be worth taking a look at this game, but Houston are still two and 11 to open up the year. So despite the Clippers being hobbled, this is a very tough game to predict. Atlanta versus Milwaukee. Milwaukee are minus four tonight versus the Hawks. And that's because it looks like they're going to get back Giannis, finally get Chris Middleton back as well. Same with Pat Connaughton. They might be without Grayson Allen due to illness, but on the Atlanta side, they're only missing Bogdanovich. So this is a relatively healthy Hawks side. But if you have Giannis and Middleton back, I think you got to stay away from this game. Just not one that you want to predict. Who knows how they're going to look coming off their respective injuries. And then San Antonio, they're taking on Golden State. Golden State are minus eight. Looks like no Zach Collins or Glenn Wesley for the Spurs. But on the Golden State side, they're only really missing Iguodala, who hasn't played much for them anyways. So the Warriors look like they're starting to get back into form. They have won two in a row. It's just, are they all the way back? Or is it, you know, one good win over Cleveland and then beating a Sacramento team that they should have? So overall, this is a stay away game for us. They are also coming off of losing to the Kings last night. I didn't realize that they played last night, so seven-point loss there for them. Now, NHL-wise, there's four games on the slate today. You got the Islanders and the Senators is the first game tonight. Uh, looks like we're going to see Sorokin in net, who's 7-4 and four on the year, and he's going to be taking on Cam Talbot, who's just 1-2. and two. Now, it was minus 115, has now moved to minus 120. I think we're going to see people bet this up, given that the Sens are at home, but they do have their backup goalie in. This is one that I would love to bet, but I'm actually staying away from the ice tonight. I don't love a lot of plays out there. I do think there's a lot of value, though, in the college basketball slate, so we'll be leaning more that way. The Hurricanes went from minus 180 to minus 220 overnight, so you stay away from that game. The Flames are minus 170, but they burned us the last couple plays, so we're staying away from that quick and Markstrom matchup. And then the Blues and Avalanche. Avalanche are minus 200. They move from minus 240. But we're staying away from this one. Would like to take St. Louis on the money line, but preferred the value when they were closer to a plus 150 to win that game. Now, college basketball-wise, as we said, there's been a lot of upsets to start the year, but there is a lot of ranked teams playing tonight. Don't know if we're going to bet on a lot of the ranked teams tonight, but that being said, the games to stay away from altogether, don't bet Villanova, don't bet TCU, don't bet UCLA, and don't bet Creighton. They're all playing nobodies. There's going to be massive spreads there. So those are just stay away games altogether. Now, Northern Iowa, they're taking on number 18, Virginia. Virginia's minus 16 and a half. And Virginia offensively, they were great the other day. So they might be a bit better on offense than we expected them to be. So that might be a teaser into what we're playing today on that game. Louisiana Tech, they're taking on number 25, Texas Tech, but Texas Tech is minus 14 and a half. Not the steepest spread in the world. Texas Tech are undefeated to open up the season. Kevin O'Banner, he's been averaging over 20 points per game, but I don't love that number. Still staying away. Texas Tech are barely a ranked team, so the fact that they're laying that kind of odds, don't really love it since they're not the wagon we might think that they are. 
Oral Roberts is taking on number three, Houston. Houston are minus 19. Now, Oral Roberts did cover the other day for us against St. Mary's, but St. Mary's is no Houston. Houston have, have covered their first couple of games. They might be the best team in the country from what I've seen through the first couple of games. So I can't bet against them. I also can't bet with them. That's a lot of points to cover when you're going up against a guy like Max Admus, who is one of the better scorers in the country. North, North Colorado, they're taking on number five, Baylor, who are minus 26, another 25-plus point spread. As much as I love Baylor, I love Scott Drew, huge fan of him and his program. I like Flagler in that team as well. That's just a very steep number. I think North Colorado has a chance to cover that, so staying away from that one. And then also staying away from number 23, Illinois, who are minus 25 and a half, taking on Monmouth, another 25-plus point spread. Monmouth have also lost both of their games to open up the year, so I don't think they're very good. I think Illinois should cover, but again, they are at the lower end of the rankings right now as far as top 25 goes, so I think it's one you just have to stay away from and tune in to see how well Illinois handles things early on. And then to cap it off, we got Monday Night Football. Philadelphia, they are minus 11, taking on the Washington Commanders. Tough game to predict. We did see Philadelphia win earlier this year. 24 to 8. It is still a division game though. So I'm not sure really where to go with this game as far as the full time goes. No McKissick, no Carson Wentz, no uh Chase Young for Washington, nothing major on the injury front for the Eagles. So this is one that you'll tune into, especially if you have it for fantasy football reasons. Let's have a good night, A or uh AJ Brown. But I still think that division games are tough to predict, especially since Philly is at home and they're a double-digit favorite. They are the vastly superior team. Just can they hold on for the full 60 minutes in order to cover that minus 11? But with that, we are heading over now to our last call segment. This is where we give you our daily betting card for the day. But before we do, let's play the video. All right, as you can see on the screen, our last call pick segment is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery. They are a family-owned and operated company located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. They are Saskatchewan's first micro distillery, and their success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Their holiday seasonal releases are out now, their famous cherry whiskey, Chocolate hazelnut truffle liquor and new this year is their local candy cane vodka. My wife and I did enjoy one of those local vodkas last night as we were watching the Cowboys and Packers game. Unfortunately, she is a Packers fan, so she maybe enjoyed that cocktail a little bit more than I did, but still nonetheless really love their products. Go and check out Last Mountain. They have some great stuff over there. But with that, as I said, our last call segment is our daily pick segment, giving you our best betting plays for today. And so we're going to start on the college basketball front by rolling with Idaho State Bengals plus 22 versus the Utah Utes. And this is at minus 110 for one and a half units. Now, the reasoning behind this one, Utah for me is just not a great Pac-12 team this year. They are 2-0, but they haven't played anybody yet. Idaho State may be 1-1. But they lost to a very solid BYU team, and they only did by four points. So I think Idaho State are maybe a bit better than their record suggests. 
This is also just a lot of juice for me for an average power five school. And I think the Bengals will cover big time in this game. Could even see this one being single digits when all is said and done. We're also on Northern Iowa versus Virginia over 125 and a half at minus 140. And this is a full unit play as well. I just think Virginia's offense might be a little bit better than originally expected. They have scored 73 and 89 points in their first two games. Yes, they aren't playing the greatest competition, but I believe they're going to cross 70 points once again. Northern Iowa are not a great defensive team. Now, Northern Iowa put up 105 in their opener, and then they slumped to 55 the next time out. Now, I'm not expecting them to shoot 3 for 22 from downtown like they did in their last game. I think they're going to shoot much better than that. So I'm going to take the over tonight. I think that Northern Iowa will score just enough to cover this. They'll get close to 60 points. Virginia will be over 70, and we'll both cash on that front. Then when we're looking at NFL tonight, I'm actually going to take the Commanders' first half money line at plus 7 versus the Eagles. As I said, I don't love the, the full 60 minutes, but I think in the first 30, we're going to see the Commanders come out and play much better than they did the first time around. Now, I know that this is a road game for them. We all know that Philadelphia are a wagon, but they have had it easy at times, and they also started slow at times. We saw them do it against Jacksonville and a couple other times as well. Now, the last time these two played, Philadelphia blew them out with 24 unanswered in the second quarter. I don't think that's going to happen tonight. It looks like Heineke's going to go once again. He just finds a way to win games or at least keep them close. He isn't the most impressive in doing so, but as long as he keeps it close in the first half, we'll all be happy. We'll all cash this ticket, so let's roll with the Commanders. First half, plus 7 at minus 110. And then to cap it off, going Golden State Warriors, minus 7.5 versus the Spurs tonight at minus 120, and this is a a 1.5 unit play. I just really like this spot for Golden State. I know they're coming off a back-to-back. They did just lose to Sacramento, but they beat them a couple days prior. They also have the big win over the Cavs, so they have looked a lot better defensively as well. The Spurs are tanking at the end of the day, so I think if they fall behind big, they're not exactly looking to recover too quickly. Uh, I think the Spurs may have been hobbled by the Bucks when they beat them, but I think that the Warriors team is healthy. They're ready to beat them down, and we're going to see it tonight with Golden State covering this minus 7.5. But thank you, everyone, who tuned into the show this morning. We really appreciate it. Follow us at HedgePod on all of our social platforms. Shout out to all of you. We just crossed 1K on Twitter. Appreciate it. And we will see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge Podcast. Let's make some money.